Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How's it going? All right. All right, it's Wednesday of August. It's been super hot here. Less than three weeks till I have to like start going back in the building and figure out what my life's going to be like as a teacher. And there's no figuring it out. So just trying to pace myself, take it easy. I'm always excited for our chats. I think that this is going to be fantastic because I have a lot to say about our topic. But also, this is one of those times for both of us where, okay, so... One, summer is our favorite season. And two, we are both people who are, September is the start of the year. Right. And that is fast approaching. But also, what is 2020? (laughs) I mean, like, I don't even know. That is what's 2020 is that phrase. I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. And like, yeah. Yeah, you really got to roll with the punches this year. Like, it's challenging for us crafty-ass females that want to be on top of everything, that want to plan, that want to feel prepared. Like, those three things right there is, like, my M.O. (laughs) And so I just, it's constant daily routine of letting it go and rolling with the punches and not, I think the trick is for us is not getting overstressed about having to let go because I think it's one thing to let go but then you flood yourself with oh my god I let go and I don't I'm not prepared and I'm not prepared you know so it's like letting go with grace for yourself totally and I think one of the biggest keys here is finding little micro ways for you to take back control of the things that you do want to take care of. Okay, so what we're actually going to talk about in today's episode is telling a story through taking pictures because we are having this really awesome photo challenge at the Awesome Ladies Project next week. It is completely free. It is a week-long photo challenge, and you're going to take seven amazing pictures, and each of those pictures is going to tell a really cool story. And so today on the show, I want to talk to you a couple of about a couple of different ways where you can start telling better stories through your pictures like immediately just i have 10 tips and i know whenever i have 10 tips amanda comes up with a bunch more and we start (laughs) tag teaming and it's amazing so i'm really excited about this episode and The first thing that I wanted to start off with is no matter what camera you have, that's the best camera. When you are going to tell a story with your picture, with your camera, if you have your mobile device, which is the camera that we have on us 95% of the time, that's the best camera. If you have an Instax, awesome. If you have your giant, I call it my big girl camera, because, so there are two reasons I call, I call it my big girl camera. One, because I feel like I have to be a grown up when I'm using it. I am so <laughs> careful when I have that camera. I am like, okay, you know, going over the rules in my head of like, you know, during school, what are the rules of taking care of? like very expensive toys because it's the very expensive toy if you drop it there's a problem so what (laughs) do we do to make sure we never drop the thing and like this is on the voice that you're hearing right now is literally the voice (laughs) that i'm saying to myself in in your head head. (laughs) straight up so yes that's why i say that's my big girl camera because i'm using my big girl voice in my head to talk to myself so that i never And, like, no joke, I have, like, I use the strap, and it goes, like, across my body whenever I'm not using the camera, and then, like, like literally for, like, 15 seconds if I'm not using the camera. And then if I'm not using the camera for, like, minutes, it goes, you know, big girl camera. Sure. 
But if you have like a toy camera, that's the best camera. Like if whatever camera you have in your hand at the moment to tell a story, that's the best camera. Because remember, whatever tools you have at your disposal at any point are the best tools to tell your story. Yes, I agree. I'll even go a step further as to say, like whatever camera is easiest for you to use to not only take the picture in the moment, but also get the picture to where you want it to go, I also think is like another part of that. Is that, but then when you're saying like the big girl camera, like I do like that analogy of how like, in the past, like the big girl camera, that Nikon or Canon that you need to, you know, zoom in with or whatever, that always hands down took the best photo, like of like a very high quality type of thing. So you would choose that in order to get that type of photo. However, we know an iPhone can do just as well, if not better than that. But if you're choosing the big girl camera, it's what you're saying. It's like, that extra level of how you want to feel while you take the photo. It's almost like when you put on your fancy coat, like, you know, when you're hitting the town with your fancy coat. Yes. And if you hit the town with your fancy coat, other people are going to treat you fancy. If you carry around your big camera, people are going to take it a lot more seriously when you go to take pictures. So like if you go to a place and you want to take pictures and you have a big camera, people are going to get out of your way as opposed to if you're just another, you know, rando with a mobile camera like if you have a any kind of camera that looks quote unquote more professional than a cell phone yeah. i don't even does, i don't even know the last time someone said cell phone <laughs> I, I don't because are there other types of phones well, I, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what part of like okay time out if you like our show, you should go to iTunes and rate it because a bunch of people don't like the fact that I say the word like, even though it is literally part of my actual vocabulary and my accent and regionalism. And so if you don't like, if you like the show and don't care that I say the word like, because it's literally how I talk, you should go and <laughs> give it a, a five-star rating because there are mean girls out there who literally don't like that I say the word like. So... Uh, yes. And you just said it, so that triggered that idea. It did. Got it. Time in. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, and then I thought about the word cell phone, but, you know, like, literally when we grew up, first there were house phones, and then you have cell phones. So I don't know if, cell, cell, you know, if cell phone is just a word that I grew up with, or if people start <laughs> still use the word cell phone. I, I get it, yeah. Okay. If you have a real camera, quote-unquote real camera, and you go to, you know, a sculpture garden or a botanical garden or what, you know, if you go to a garden or some other place, whatever, even, or even if you go and like are at a family reunion, you're going to be taken more seriously if you have a, honestly, right? The bigger the camera you have, the more seriously you're going to be taken. I feel that probably with fancy coats too. The bigger the coat. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why Cruella but... DeVille wanted to kill all of those puppies. <laughs> yeah, she wanted that status bump. But I like the point you're making is that even the perception of you as a photographer changes, not just from other people around you and what you're taking pictures of. Interesting. Yeah, but also like you don't, it doesn't matter if you need other people to take you seriously. Mm -hmm. If you are more comfortable taking pictures with your iPhone and you don't want to lug around a camera that costs $1,000 or $2,000 or $5,000, depending on how much equipment you have, and your phone is with you all the time. And in, honestly, it takes very, very, very good photographs. Then that's the camera you have on you. And that's the best camera yeah. to use. And... Okay, second thing. When you're trying to tell a story through a photograph, you're not trying to capture beginning, middle, and end of story. You know, you're not trying to tell the, the arc of a novel 
through your story. And the best way I think that you can kind of think about it is more that you're trying to spark dialogue. You're trying to ask questions and don't worry so much about trying to capture every single thing with one single photograph because it's not like a where's waldo book (laughs) and if you're trying to capture everything then you're capturing nothing so don't worry about everything every single detail just focus on sparking a conversation And then you can get into things like, you know, who are the characters of the story you're trying to tell? What is the setting of the story you're trying to tell? Why are you telling this story? And like, not every story has to have a setting. Not every story has to have characters not every story has to have a huge why i'm sure every story is going to have some type of why and that why can just be because i want to yeah because i feel like it yeah because it's tuesday what's helped me in terms of what you're saying is i've noticed my best photographs because I, I that initial how you led into this tip with don't tell the beginning middle end like that is a trap that I that I, my brain falls into a lot. We're going like, this happened first, then we went here. Or like, especially concerts. Like, we think about concerts and people go, oh, well, first I went in here. And like, they try to take the whole concert. Yes. But but I what's helped me is when I'm in the moment and I go in my head, like, God, I love this moment. And then I just reach for my camera, do one or two snaps and put it away. Like when my brain recognizes that whatever's happening in this moment is great, that's when I take the one shot. And then that it's either like this moment is great because this person's here, there's the character. Or this moment is great because this concert, there's the setting. Like exactly what you're saying, but it's attached to the thought of like, oh, this moment. And then that's kind of it. Like you're right, you don't have to do 15 minute intervals of documentation of something. I love that. Yeah. We had a really great conversation with Allie about this. Didn't we with Allie Mm -hmm. Edwards specifically about concerts? I can't remember if it was our first interview with her or our second interview with her. And I specifically remember talking about this because I had this exact problem with going to concerts and wanting to you know take little videos of like you know each of my favorite songs but then realizing no live music is about being there live and i'm not going to go back and watch every single video of every single song for every single concert that i was ever at that's not who i am and if i really wanted to I'm sure that I could find someone else who took better video of that concert that I was at on YouTube. Right. And so I still wanted photos to scrapbook. I still maybe wanted, you know, 30 seconds or a minute of a song so that I could, you know, get back in that space but I didn't need to, you know, I didn't need four minutes or five minutes of the audio video to get back in that space. Right. And so once I realized that, I was able to kind of give myself, a, you know, a shot list the same way that wedding photographers do or, you know, even any kind of event photographer gives themselves a shot list. And so this is a really great thing to do if you are going, you know, if you're doing any kind of an event, if you're going on a vacation, if you are going to, if you're going to a wedding, you, cause you can spend an entire wedding taking photos or taking videos and not really spending time 
being with the people who are there. Yes. And like, that sucks. I mean, sometimes it doesn't like, you know, sometimes you don't want to spend time with people who are there. So you can be the designated photographer. (laughs) And like, in that case, bring your big girl camera. (laughs) Yeah. Can't talk. Gotta shoot. Right. Yeah. No, (laughs) like, be, oh yeah, be like I am the official family family documentarian. This is and my got no time to chit chat, right? Yeah, I, and then like honestly, then that this is where you go into like just start talking about how passionate you are for documenting the family's history and just like st- continue talking and then be like, oh sorry, gotta go, and then go, just and then like, but yes. but if you're there at a wedding to like you know be with your people. Although I don't even know why we keep talking about like weddings know, tro- that aren't going to happen. Right, like year. tropical <laughs> vacations and weddings. Although my subconscious desires. My my favorite person, Kaylin from Sweet Little Floral was like, "Do not plan your wedding for 2021." She's like, "Everyone is getting married in 2021 because people yeah. were getting married in 2021 and all of the people who were getting married in 2020 have postponed their weddings to 2021." She's like, "For the love of God, if you can postpone your wedding or just, you know, just get married in 2022." Yeah. And I'm like, "I can't even imagine." Yep. So, yeah, bring your big girl camera and shoot if you don't want to talk and if you do want to talk, you know, think of the photos that you want to take to tell your story because a tiny little bit of planning goes such a long way and you know i'm i'm constantly talking about decision fatigue and decision fatigue can be so draining when you're thinking about oh okay what's next in my story when you have the phone open with the camera lens in front of you. That's right. like so mentally and emotionally unreal. And if you have a if you have a shot list, if you have a list of what you want to shoot, it doesn't preclude you from taking other pictures. Yeah. It's just an outline. The same, way, the same way you would write an outline for a five-paragraph persuasive essay or a novel or some, you know, a mini book. Yeah. You're free to add pages in there, add photographs in there. Just because you jot some stuff down beforehand, if something comes up and it's like, oh, that's a great moment, this fits perfectly, take that picture. And that leads me into another tip of, you know, you are allowed to take more than one picture to tell a story. Just because we are telling a story through a picture doesn't mean that we have to use just one picture. I love single photo scrapbook layouts. Huge fan. They are my style. I am a really, really, really love square photos. Really love when one photo can just be like, yep, this is it. One image, one photo. This is what's happening. Yeah. But (laughs) that's not all, you know, that is not everything. I would say that's, 80% of my layouts. And for a lot of people, that's like 20% of their layouts. And 80% of their layouts are multi-photo layouts. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of where you can get into beginning, middle, end. And, you know, if you go on a three-day weekend, you can do something like, oh, one photo from Friday, one photo from Saturday, one photo from Sunday. And... There are so many different ways for you to use multi-photos to help tell a story in a very simple way. You can do things like make them all black and white. You can do things like if you are 
you know, take a picture of your breakfast each day or take a picture of the place that you go to lunch each day or, you know, whatever thing that you are doing on vacation, maybe you're at Disney and you're going to a different park each day, you know, just take a picture of the entrance to the park. There are so many ways for you to tell a story through a photo and keep it super simple. And you don't have to worry. We can go back to the, the, the tip I was talking about before where you don't have to worry about telling every single detail. Because I think for so many of us, we're so used to, you know, perfectionism, trying to achieve 100%, trying to, trying to be like in, in the gamer world, they call it like completionists, mm-hmm. you know, trying to set out to do every single thing that you can because that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we don't ever get around to telling the story because we can't tell the full story. Right. And I want us to kind of stop doing that because then like we- Like an all or nothing mentality. Exactly. Yeah. And so we will not tell, you know, even the outline of a story because we can't tell every single detail of the story. Mm-hmm. And so, like I was saying, you know, if you go on, you know, your three day weekend to Disney and you take a picture of the park entrance of each day, that's a lot. You know, you said that you went on a three-day weekend trip to Disney and here are the three parks that you went to each day. And so, you know, also you'll know if it was cloudy each day, you'll know if it was sunny each day. You can put the people who you were with in the picture or not in the picture. That's so much. And just from three photos. And I mean, that's literally just from three photos. It's three minutes of work. And you've told so much of your story and you can print those out, put them on anything. You can put them in a TN, you can put them in daily pages. You can make one scrapbook layout with all three photos. And we, we get caught up. And I know that I am, I am so guilty of this. So often we get so caught up in being like, Oh, well, I also want to make a page about all the awesome rides that we went on. I also want to make a page about, all the amazing food that we went on. And I took, you know, I literally took 200 photos of us inside the park. And I want to make sure that I put all the memorabilia inside something. And we get so overwhelmed by all the things we want to do because it's so amazing. And we are crafty as female. So we can do all of these amazing things. And there are so many incredible stories for us to tell. And we probably have incredible photos and, Maybe we even have the photos from the Disney people. But. We don't have maids. We don't have full-time childcare. We don't have anyone to shop for us. And we have lives. There's that. <laughs> we right, we yeah. don't magically have like an extra hundred hours of. Right. Create- to bang out the ideas in our head. Right. Right. That, everything that I just described is a hundred hours of creative work. And like yeah. no one has that right now we didn't get like and some people like because i've seen albums that require that that for whatever reason in the person's life they were able to bang that out so then you go on a vacation or whatever and want to emulate that or you're doing your december daily and want to emulate the way that they're doing it like this happens to me all the time whereas like memory planning really taught me this skill because we i've talked about this in the past where like you don't, you have a very limited amount of space when you memory plan. So like one photo per event is usually how you're documenting. So it takes, it, it, it allows you to have that skill of, I want to tell this story, but I don't have a hundred hours to do it. So I'm going to pick the one or two or three and get the story down. Even if the story becomes, we went to Disney World for a week and I loved it. It was great. Like that's the story, right? That you have to make it easier and fun and doable because you'll have albums of nothing as if if you decide like you want to do it all and can't so you have to be able to do something and then you'll have albums full of something for every story and it's so important to learn those skills first Mm -hmm. 
because without those skills and like i think this is the thing with people who are able to create a lot of stuff is that they're creating constantly and that those decisions just happen so they never have you know that decision fatigue is limited right it's a lot shorter right you know when we it. talked about uh the uh elisa's plates mm-hmm. you know the juggler yes the juggling of the yeah. plates is people who are able to create a lot of projects know exactly how many plates they have in the air and can craftily throw another plate in the air because they know exactly how they're creating their projects. Right. Whereas we just see that project and it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to copy that. And that's not exactly how you juggle an additional plate. Right. It has to be a skill that you learn. And the only way that you learn skills is through practice. The only way you practice is that you have time. And the only way you have time is by figuring out all of your shit. And we are not in a time to like figure out all of your shit because really everyone's shit is changing on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, fortnightly basis. Yeah. And um, there are so few people who whose lives are in their own complete control. So... Hence the acting out, as we said earlier. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. So if people are having temper tantrums around you, come join our photo challenge, and then you'll have seven photos about it. Yeah, take pictures of them. <laughs> okay, so here's another one. And this... This one I keep gently smiling inside is understand what's happening in the entire frame. Mm. I'm gently smiling inside because I'm trying not to make this about an entire generation of people <laughs> because I know, I know that my mom does this. And then I'm just like, why are these photos? Why, why are these things in the photo? <laughs> Right, where's my head cut off? (laughs) What did they do? How did it happen? But then I also know that there are incredible, you know, so many scrapbookers are boomers and they have no problem taking amazing photos. So, (laughs) but like, okay, so, um, yeah, no, just, you are telling a story with your photograph. So realize, you know, what's in the picture. Like, I don't even know how to say it without being, like, a, a rude person. The, because all of the things that I think, all the things that I'm thinking about are just very directly rude. Like, all these people <laughs> who are, like, um, how do I... I keep thinking about this one time where I was in a business class and was on zoom and the host was like yeah you know if you come on video please know that you will be in the recording and please know that if anyone else is in your house please make sure they have clothes on because (laughs) someone in one of our last sessions step into frame yeah yes their you know their partner was in the back of the video (laughs) just straight up nude so like yeah, this is what, yeah, uh, like make sure you. I mean, so hold on, right? And this is the thing that I don't understand. I've seen so many photographs that are just like, why is that in your picture? You can see what's happening. <laughs> like this is you know the camera lens, and with the with the phones, it's so much worse. The whole screen is the photo. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you can't see that there's a thing there before you press the button. Yeah. It's just very confusing to me. This is one of those things that makes me, like, it makes my heart hurt. It makes my empathetic heart hurt. For, yeah. And I just, I'm so confused because why would you press the button 
if it's not what you want to say, I just don't, well, I, <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, the thing's not going to be there after you press the button? Well, I think, like, this is a whole, this is a whole chat on the topic of composition, right? So I, I just feel like because we're so seasoned in photography because of our memory-keeping hobby, composition is on our mind all the time. But I think it is a skill that needs to be crafted. Like, and again, like you need to study photos whose composition you like and appreciate. And then once you are paying attention to the composition of the subject and then what's around it, you just get better at seeing it. I just think some people just legit don't see it sometimes because they're well, just What else not- are they looking at? This is my other question. And what's funny is I'm feeling like you're thinking of something really specific. (laughs) Well, I was just like, I see it. It's not, but also. Okay. Let's, (laughs) let's talk about the next tip. Okay. (laughs) The next tip is to capture small details that might otherwise go unnoticed. I like that. And I think this is a really good one because this is where photography can really, really shine when you're telling a story. Oh my God, I can't stop thinking about, like, why can't you just take a photo? (laughs) Why do you press the button? If it's not what you want it to look like, why do you press the button? Okay, so this is the, okay, like small details. It has to be what you want it to look like. Put the small detail in the frame and then take the take the press the oh my god, I can't even talk because I'm so <laughs> upset about this. Okay, meditation time. And I think like taking small details allows your photography to be unique because unlike a wedding or a big setting where other people will be likely taking the same kind of photos that you expect from your shot list or whatever, a small detail is very personal and intimate thus making it yours only kind of right and you get to see things from your perspective Mm -hmm. so things like the table setting because that's you know your view or something like the ties on the chair silly little things but thinking about like your house like right now since we're all stuck in our houses right Mm mm-hmm what are just some small details around your house that are weird that you would never have thought about documenting until like right now? Because, you know, we are in a really weird thing. I would never have thought to document the ridiculous amount of flour I have in my cabinets, but you know, I did. You know what I documented? I documented rearranging all the things in my kitchen because I cleaned out my kitchen cabinets. I switched all the things around in my kitchen cabinets and I was like, oh, I'm gonna take pictures of this because I only did this because we were stuck in the house and I knew I could keep everything out in like weird places in my kitchen because there was absolutely no way we were gonna have anyone over at all. So it didn't matter that there was nonsense on my kitchen table, that there was nonsense on every single counter. And I didn't have to worry about like cleaning up for anyone. I didn't have to worry about anything else. I put all of my wine glasses away, away, because Mm -hmm. neither of us drank wine and we aren't going to (laughs) have anyone over for a very, very long time. So we put them in a place where I absolutely cannot reach them. Uh, and I, I took a picture of that, which is like really, really high because I wanted to document that. And so like small details like, oh yeah, all the wine glasses are in a place that I absolutely cannot reach. Yeah. And so like very dumb things, tiny, small details. Like when I go out and document things in the garden, I love documenting tiny little details like a fruit or yeah. one tomato. Yeah. And like it's a um that's really fun because you can take a picture of the whole garden and then a picture of a tomato and it's like that's a full story 
Yeah. I took a picture recently of my two cats who are sleeping on the couch and they're hilarious, but I take like thousands of pictures of them a day. So like what made this one special, but like thinking about the last point of like, think what's in the frame. And then this point, which is like the detail. So I took like a kind of panned out of the both of them, like where they were on the couch and my cat, my mom got the boy cat, like this huge fluffy bed. Like when he's in it, I just see the tops of his ears because he like drowns in this bed. So he's in that. And then she calls for like, literally I'm psychic with my cat. So I know what they think when they think it. She calls for almost every morning, like a, a sheet fort. So I, I, pluff, I fluff the pillows up. I make her like a little cave and I put the sheet like over it. So like I have this panned out picture of the both of them sleeping. And all you see of her is this one leg like sticking out of the sheet. <laughs> so I'm just like, everyone that I shared that picture with is like, oh, her little foot. Like that tiny detail is such a tiny portion of the picture but everybody sees it and like they get the point of like his little ears and her tiny legs sticking out and like I love that like it's a big framed photo but the detail is like the devil the devil's in the details and that's what everyone sees and it's funny and it makes it a great photo I put it in my planner this last week but I get it. I get what you're saying. But I think that takes time to cultivate, hence your photo challenge and hence this conversation. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely a skill. And also it's something you have to be aware of. It's not something that's just going to be like, oh, okay, that, yeah. now I'm doing that. Oh, look at that. It just totally happened. And challenges are one really, 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 really great way to make it happen. One, because someone is saying, here, this is how you do this. And then you go and do it. And two, because you'll see like a hundred other people also do it, mm -hmm. which gives you a hundred other examples of how other people did it. Right. And so you get that inspiration and interpretation in real time. Yeah. And there's going to be a community group so you can chat with other people and say, hey, that was really great. What made you think about that? And there's going to be a live Zoom each night so you can come and chat with me about it. So if you have any questions and there's going to be people coming and chatting too so you can chat with them in the chat there too. It should be really great. I have been having the best time doing live events with the Awesome Ladies community. Our book of week... Now I'm saying two sentences at the same time. Teddy Kristen is just like Yay. having such a fun time with me today. Um, I was going to say I've been having such a great time doing these group calls with the Awesome Ladies we had our book of me accountability call this past weekend and we used breakout rooms and everyone got to talk about their projects and how they're coming along and everyone is just doing like the coolest things. So it's so much fun to come and watch everybody make amazing things. So I'm really excited for this community. I'm excited for this free challenge. I'm excited for everyone to come and talk to each other and we're going to have such really cool things. And correct me if I'm wrong, but usually the challenges you present and like the classes and stuff that you do are very document based and stories based, but this is a, like a photography channel. Like it's a little different. Yeah. This one's super based on photos and it's going to be very easy. It's going to be super fun. Every day you're going to get an email and the email is going to have a worksheet. It's going to have a short video and it's going to have a link to the community. Every night we're going to do a Zoom Q&A and all that stuff's going to be linked into the community and the community is going to be open until August 31st. Everything is totally free. It is going to be run on theawesomeladiesproject.com. It's going to be fantastic. I'm super excited about it. It's, it's just going to be really, really, really awesome. And everyone is going to have seven photos. Right. And, and so it can be linked to memory keeping, but it's not necessarily. Well, and like, that's, that's the thing that I really, really wanted it to be was I need like Thursday three, right? Mm -hmm. I need to be taking more photos because I'm not taking enough photos. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted 
a way to have seven more photos. And my friend Caroline, who's an awesome ladies member, approached me and was like, hey, Kristen, what do you think about a photo challenge idea? And I was like, Caroline, that's a great idea. I was just <laughs> thinking about a photo challenge yeah. idea. And she was like, cool. And I was like, let's co-host one. And so she came up with some really great prompts. I am coming up with the videos and we are going to do this challenge and it's gonna be really, really awesome. And so it's all about being able to tell stories through these photos. And so you'll have the photos and you'll be able to use them on scrapbook pages. You'll be able to use them in daily pages. You can honestly, you could just frame them if you want to. You can keep them on your phone. You can do whatever you want with them. But I wanted them so that I could use them in my scrapbooks. Nice. And so I have some more tips for us. My next tip is that one of the best ways to really tell a story and really get the, the story across is for you to share your emotions, for you to share the emotions of your character, the emotions of your setting in your photo. And this is a little more advanced for me to just say, yes, share your emotions. You know, right. But this is one of those ones that is kind of, oh, you'll know it when you see it. And it's a lot easier to do with yourself. Yeah. When you're taking selfies, don't, you know, don't just be like the, you know, don't take a driver's, uh, you know, a DMV selfie. <laughs> you can feel happy. You can feel sad. You can, also, you can be sad in selfies, especially now. Like, there's Some no, of my best. there's Some of my no best. reason why you can also you know you can feel anxious or angry or frustrated or confused or any of those things the same with anyone else whose photo you're capturing all of those things are allowed yeah and you don't have to come up with the words to describe how you're feeling in your photo and i think that's something that we get caught up in a lot when it comes to scrapbooking these photos of ourselves is sometimes we don't take pictures of ourselves having complex emotions mm. because we don't know how to describe them in words. And so don't describe them in words because you don't have to. That's, yeah. you know, if a picture is worth a thousand words, yeah, if a picture is worth a thousand words, I said that right. Yeah then don't sell yourself short in trying to describe your complex emotion in just 10 or 20 words or even a hundred words. Yeah. Just let the photo do the talking. And a lot of the times, especially if it's a, a recent photo, maybe you don't really know or understand how you are feeling. Yeah, that's a big part of it, yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah, I think, keep thinking about what's coming up with us, this conversation is, I keep thinking about the day that I found out that John had another girlfriend right before I cried on the podcast, like two years ago, right? And I remember driving home, like who's crying in the car and I was doing December Daily at the time and I, I was like, this is the photo for the day. It just has to be like, you know, and like the journaling became, this was Monday. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, right. Like it's a very, I find that there's tends to be a very interesting back, go back and forth or an in, very interesting in between, between like, I want to take the photo and share it of a raw, complicated moment, complex, I like that word you use, complex moment, or I don't want to share it. Like there's always like, but if you want to share it, then let it do the talking. I like that. And it kind of overlaps into the episode we did of like it being an introspective story that doesn't necessarily need journaling, but it, you categorize it as an introspective story. Yeah. And I think it allows us to put boundaries up mm. and say that we're taking this photo 
this is the photo that tells the story. This is the story I'm sharing. No, I'm not taking questions. Thank you very much. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's an empowering way to tell your story. You know, yes, I might be crying. No, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to talk about it. Mm. Because this is the story that I'm telling. Yeah. You know, the story that I'm telling is that I was crying. Yeah. It was Monday. I, I was crying. That That's the story. Yeah. And every time I've seen vulnerable complex photos, my immediate reaction is like, thank you. Like, it's not another stock happy photo. Like, there's there's definitely, like, appreciation for that kind of documenting. So, yeah. And, you know, hard day is a full story. Mm-hmm. Headache, full story. Monday, full story. And complicated, complex, tired, full stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that you absolutely do not have to tell every single story. And honestly, you should not be telling every single story. And it's impossible. <laughs> right. One is it, it's impossible. <laughs> Two, there are a lot of stories that are so intertwined with other people's stories that they're not fully your story to tell. Right. And taking photos, taking, you know, small videos all these tiny little ways of visually telling our stories are ways that we can tell stories without words and use that to push forward a narrative that has really strong boundaries. Mm. Another thing, color matters. And I don't think we talk about this enough. Black and white photos mean something different than photos that are in full color. You know, you can desaturate photos to mean something. You can take a black and white photo and, you know, keep part of it in color and that will bring, you know, that tiny bit of detail to life. There are ways that you can, you know, take photos and put a filter on them to make them look all in a green tone. Right. There are so many different ways for you to take a photo, manipulate it in some way, and then also not even manipulate it in some way. If you want to go and take a photo of a sunset, that's going to mean something different than if you go and you take photos of like a brick wall or, you know, just the sand on the beach. Mm-hmm. And you can use color to help tell your story. <laughs> there are so many different ways that you can use color, like, naturally. But, like, don't discount using filters and technology because there's so many ways so quickly, especially if you're using your mobile phone, to help create an image to tell your story. Yeah. Because as soon as you snap that photo, it's now both a photograph and a digital image. Yeah. So you can manipulate it in so many different ways to make it whatever it is that you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like sometimes I think if it's, if I've done something or made art or whatever and it's too easy, then there's no merit in it, right? We say this all the time. Like, why do we always feel like things have to be hard or a lot of work or a lot of draining work? So, like, I've just been noticing, like, I've been using my phone for everything. Like, there's an app that I downloaded. It's called Daz Camera. I'll link to it or whatever. But, like, you can choose on that app to take an Instax photo or import a photo you already took to make it look like an Instax photo. So like, or there's one that like, like it's three lenses. So whenever you take the picture, it like wiggles kind of 3D-ish. Like this is all in this app that you could technically have more than one camera in your, in your 
phone's camera with this app. So I've been playing around with that. So because it feels like play, I don't think of it as art. I always think like if I'm not on Photoshop or I'm not an iMovie, like what am I really creating? Meanwhile, I've been using the, the video app from A Beautiful Mess to make all these cute little videos that guess what? They do exactly, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like the phone makes things so easy and I can do it when I'm on the couch in five minutes that it's just fun play that I don't associate it with, like, anything worth sharing, which is retarded, but it's what my brain does. And so I just feel like, like we we're saying, like, filters, like, apps, like, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's just make, it's just adding fun, which is what everything we ever do in this life needs to do. I'm very close at making fun by one little word, by the way. You've heard it here first. We'll see. But anyway, so that's what I mean. Like, just like fun and ease doesn't take away from worth. Absolutely. I struggle with that. I struggle with that. I don't know. Do you, if it's fun to make something black and white, make it black and white. If it's fun to add sparkles on it, add sparkles on it. <laughs> like... And color, you were talking about color. Like, yeah, like go crazy with color because it's fun. Right. Do the things that suit your personality. Yeah. I think that's really important. Do the things that make the flow happen for you. Yeah. Because like we're talking about earlier, decision fatigue is the thing that brings you down. So whatever it is that makes it easier for you, whatever it is that, that makes it more fun for you, whatever it is that makes it the thing that you want to do more. Yeah. Yeah. Do because those things. then that cultivates the habit because you're having fun. You say, I want to have more fun. Let me try it with this photo. Let me, you know, so because you're having fun and it's so easy, you're able to replicate it over and over again which then makes it a part of your practice, which then makes you better at it, which then makes you have a lot of content because you keep doing it. I love it. underestimate that, I think. This is amazing. I thought this would be good. This is awesome. Okay. So let's head over to After Chatter, which you can hear over at the awesomeladiesproject.com collective membership. You guys are amazing, and the community is so amazing. I love these women. I love hanging out with them every day at noon. We make our daily pages, and it's it's just so cool. They make the coolest things every day. So you guys can come, and if you are not already a member of the ALP Collective, you can come over to theawesomeladiesproject.com slash join us, and you get so many cool things. You get every single class that I have ever taught at the Awesome Ladies Project, including Find Your Voice, Book of Me. You get to come to the Awesome Ladies Project daily live lessons at noon every day. So many good things. So many good things. And if you guys have not signed up yet for the free photo challenge that starts on Monday, go to theawesomeladiesproject.com slash the number seven photos, seven photos, theawesomeladiesproject.com slash seven photos and you can sign up for free. It's going to be awesome. The group opens up on Friday and we're going to have the best time. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for that one. Yay. I can't wait to see everybody's photos. It's going to be amazing. Okay. So let's head over to After Chatter and you guys can also catch us on book club later this week and we're going to be reading uh, chapter five of Find Your Artistic Voice by Lisa Congdon. So Lots of stuff coming up this week. You guys have a really great rest of your week. And we will catch you next week with another amazing episode. All right. Have a really good week and we'll see you later. Bye, guys.